You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin the Athletics Department, occasionally DOVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin podcast. Getting set to power down on the season. We made it, everybody. What a journey. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. It's, uh, it's weird to be calling game at... <laughs> Before September ends. Yeah. <laughs> but here we be. Here we are. Um, we will get to what we did last week in just a minute. But uh, Talk about people calling game. Talk about people calling game. That Jamal Murray 3 <laughs> on Tuesday night was... That's how, that's how a legend gets made, boys and girls. I texted you afterwards, and the Mike Breen bang call bang! just murdered the Clippers. The franchise should probably just shut it down and... I mean, the Clippers should have folded 40 years ago, but better late than never. Um, Jamal Murray um, put up a 40 be- spot. Be- be- becoming a, a, an extremely talented basketballer right in front of our very own eyes. And there's another extremely, well, we thought extremely talented basketballer who does not want the smoke. Playoff P. PG Playoff PG-13. <laughs> boy. No. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It says something when you look at what they traded to get him. And, like, Gallo had some moments in the postseason, and SGA was absolutely ready for the smoke. The Clippers, you would rather have those guys and, than Paul George with Kawhi. Yeah, in addition to the 19 billion draft picks that Oklahoma City now gets as well. And Chris Paul, I mean, they got I – mean, well, this, this, this is a different, different, different trade, trade, but Oklahoma but City Oklahoma City looking pretty good. To yeah, point a- we're actually, it. yeah, who would have thought that being the team that shipped out Paul George – and traded for the albatross that was Chris Paul's contract would be the one like sitting pretty heading yeah. into next year. Uh, D- Denver Miami, I think, is the finals we all want and deserve. We've we I want Lakers Lakers Celtics. You're a monster. <laughs> Why do you want Lakers? We've had what forty of these now. Why do you want Lakers Celtics? I like the players better on those two teams. Who? I like LeBron James. I'd like to see him in the finals. Hey, I like LeBron too. I think that LeBron's career arc has been fascinating and getting another title for another team uh, in the twilight of his career kind of it's a nice little cherry on top of the old Sunday get it get it against Miami I don't care I don't care I just I don't want I don't need another Boston Lakers let's mix this up a little bit I get I guess I'd rather see if I if I couldn't have the Lakers I would take Denver Boston because I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support my guy Grant Williams on the Celtics. I'm supporting my guy Grant Williams on the Celtics. Um, so you just you just it doesn't matter. Orange trumps all, right? Which is when you're Grant Williams, uh, big Grant Williams fan. We'll we'll not root against him. Okay, fine. We'll root against the Lakers because they have Rondo. Then that's fine. Okay, that's fine. fine. But there I will not. Go. I also will not root for a Tyler Hero team. Even though he's your favorite player for some reason. He's not my favorite player, but he's rocketing up the leaderboard. God, I hate that guy's the worst. Put him with Jimmy Butler and line him up and watch him go. I saw a Twitter poll yesterday. Like, who does Jimmy Butler hate the most? The Sixers, the Timberwolves, and then was, who's the other team? Uh, the Bulls? Maybe the Bulls. I don't think it was the Bulls. It was maybe the Pacers. Because TJ Warren. I don't know. The, the question was, who does Jimmy Butler hate the worst? And the Timberwolves were far and away. The number one team because I don't know, he just hates Carl Anthony Towns. If I was him, I'd hate the 76ers more because they had way more talent. Oh, yeah. That team was, should have been really good. And instead of instead of keeping him and 
keeping the thing that made that engine go, they decided to invest in Tobias Harris. Yeah. Some, somebody tweeted last night. They said um, they were talking about. Somebody's Twitter is pretty good. I, I, really I, don't, remember, I, just, I don't remember whose tweets. Somebody. I don't remember who tweeted, but they were talking about you guys believed in a Kawhi Leonard team for a guy that doesn't even have more career points than Tobias Harris. Mm. Yeah. That that gets to the heart of the matter when you really get down to it. If I would have you could I don't think I would have thought ever thought that Tobias had more points than Kawhi Leonard at this point and it's just a wild thought to think about that that's who the Clippers are putting their faith in. Which I understand why, but it's still weird to think about it that way. Well, you know, Ka- Kawhi was Kawhi didn't become Kawhi. He was hurt for, for a three long or four time years. Too. Yeah, he was hurt. He was the third or fourth option sometimes in San Antonio and then all those guys got old and turned it over to him and then he became Kawhi. Kawhi. The claw. The claw. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how he does his dumb laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Some people were blessed with good laughs and Kawhi got everything else in yeah, the deluxe package except for the good laugh. He I don't think he got a good personality. He seems like a pretty boring guy. I think he's probably he's probably one of those guys like if you know him he's a stitch to be around but he's just not not everybody's comfortable yeah, in front of yeah. the microphone. Oh well. <sighs> On the not quite home front but sort of home front um in a way. Yeah. So this will be the first time we reference our director of housing at Austin P but Joe Mills. Shout out Joe. Shout out Joe Mills. Uh his son Alec plays Starting pitcher for the uh, Chicago Cubs threw a no hitter. No hitter. A no hitter. No hit. Clarks- the, no hit the Brewers. No hit the Brewers. A Clarksville a, lad. A Clarksville. Clarksville guy. Clarksville lad who went to UT Martin. We won't hold it that much against you. I mean, I'll hold it against you a little bit. I said not that much. <sighs> what? There's a real sliding doors kind of world where there's a very cool. Uh, Ryan Rogers and Mills report coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> the the old RRM. Yeah, the R the uh, the RRM. The RRMR. The R. We need a G in front of it so it could be George R. R. Martin then for, to do it. Yeah, we would never finish it then. The, the great Ryan and Rogers and Mills report. There yeah, we go. We, but we'd never finish it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be seven hundred words. Perpet- or, perpetually never it, done. It'd be, it'd be seven hundred pages, and we'd be promising that we just had you know twenty more pages to get to. There's seven hundred more to get to the to the finish. Speaking of finishes, Casey, uh, are you going to retire on top as a Wolverhampton fan? Uh, no, but I don't know if you saw the Wolverhampton Wolves score twice in the first seven minutes. I don't know who you're playing. I think Sheffield United. You could tell me you were playing Austin B across the street. <laughs> right. Yeah, I no. would I'm, I'd be hard-pressed to I'm say pretty, you I'm wrong. pretty sure the correct answer is Sheffield United, and Wolverhampton scored first in the twi- scored twice in the first seven minutes. Uh, just called ball game real early there. Lock it down, shut it down, 1-0. Premier League championship, here we come. So, so now you caught the bug. Now you're in, right? Yeah, I watched every minute of it, and I couldn't get off the edge of my seat. So what do you want to explain this week? The other thing about that is it's weird that I was sitting here at work and it was like 1130 in the morning. It's like, oh, Wolverhampton scored on Twitter. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, there's soccer happening right now. They're going to do that soccer. Uh, I want to know about player transfers and such. So because they're not trades. There's there's no trading in the transfer. There's two transfer windows. There's one in the offseason. Let's start with how do you originally get onto a team? Do you sign or you transferred on from you are discovered by okay. their scouts who sign you for their youth team. And 
I think the way do co- American college players get signed this way, or are they not good enough? They don't get signed in the youth kind of way. Like if you're good enough to get signed, you're getting signed to the A team. Like, uh, like I, at the age of like it depends. Like I mean, if, like if you're like a superstar, like Ronaldo got signed at like 15 to his youth. Well, team. we don't have any Ronaldos, unfortunately. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, uh, Jordan Henderson was at Stanford and I think graduated and just signed with a English team straight away and signed with their A team. So what if you don't go to college and they just discover you? Well, if you don't go to college and you're good enough, like I don't believe Christian Pulisic went to college. Okay. I think he signed and didn't get a whole lot of time with Chelsea last year, but then also is getting significantly more now. Um a lot of our players, stateside, if you're good, I think if you're good enough to go pro over there, you they'll just grab you whenever. Right. But then, like you go, we we have the MLS that sort of feeds into England a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We we don't have many opportunities. So basically. what happens after you're on the team and they transfer you and such? Uh, okay, uh, you are sold, essentially, for a transfer fee. Okay. Which... And this can be done in between leagues and such as well. Yes. Okay. And I don't know if it's a highest bidder sort of thing, or if it's a thing where you go, all right, Wolverhampton, I want to go to Leeds. Uh, you figure it out, pocket whatever amount of money you can get for it. I'll be cooling my jets over here until you get me to Leeds. Or if it's like I want out of here, you go get your money, sell me wherever. I don't care. I just can't. I can't take it here anymore. Which nobody's doing to get out of Wolverhampton because I mean, it's an electric factory of soccer. An electric factory of soccer. Okie dokie. Um, <laughs> what's this loan thing? You so you can go out on loan. Okay, yeah. So loan is especially fun if like you've got an established veteran at a position that's going to take up most of your minutes throughout the course of a year, but you got a real exciting young guy coming up behind him that you really need to get some quality minutes you can loan him out to somebody who has a a need for him and be like all right here we'll we'll loan you whomever uh for the year for six months or whatever and you can recall you can basically recall him at any time do you loan him to another team in the premier league or is it like a lower level usually you can do either so people will loan their best young player out their their young their future superstar to another team so he can play more and then they'll end up playing against him that year it possible it I don't, could happen it could happen i think if you're talking about on that level you're much more likely to just cut ties with the older more established guy and let the young guy cook but i think it's more of a depth rather than so guys could play against guys you could play against a guy you have loaned out yes and he you could, could. In, your own player could end up beating you yes well that sounds counterproductive uh it does but i think if you're if you're loaning out to people within your own league you're probably thinking more along the lines of they'll use him on the the under 21 team or they'll use him as a spot starter or something he's he's not very likely to be one of the people what if he just gets hot and all of a sudden can you just recall him recall him okay bring it back we gotta yeah, yeah you, let's you run this tap leg. the right arm twice and he comes on back okay and, and there's there's also and i've never understood this in any way except it's almost like loan him it on a trial and then 
if they're having a good time, you can, if they're having a good time and you don't miss them, you can just be like, you stay there. Give us a little bit of money. Yes. Yeah, send some cash back. Yeah. It's, it's basically you, lo- loan to transfer. Money to, money to be named later. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that's fun. I feel like you learned something. I did that. learn something. I hope I'm explaining all this correctly because I don't know anything. Listen, you could make anything you wanted up and I'd believe it. I often do. You should see some of the things I've convinced Casey <laughs> to believe. Uh, okay. I guess we will close our first bit of this with a recap of last week's football game. Um, Pitt's good. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good at the football. I don't think that's an indication of how good Austin P is. I don't, I don't think so. They're big. Huge. Monstrous. They're very large. They're very fast. They have... That is, you know, I think it's been a while since we saw, like, a true... We didn't play one last year. We didn't play one last year. We only played one the year before, and it was Georgia in a very kick-the-rust-off, don't-hurt-yourself-too-much don't kind of game. Right. It's been a while since we saw that kind of speed and power, Ooh. and it's it's a sight. Yeah, well... Uh. All I have to say to everyone is wait till we play some FCS schools. Yeah, um, I I would shout out a couple of performances that I thought were pretty good uh, individually. Cordell Jackson proving once again he plays with anybody. You know, doesn't yeah, matter. He's, he's good at the. Doesn't football. matter who you line him up across from. He's going to get you a half dozen tackles. Be in the backfield. Be somebody that nobody wants to throw at. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody's thrown at him all year. None for smart. Well, I. I know no one's throwing at him all year because he had any picks. Right, he would have a pick by now. If, yeah, if you two, were throwing at him, two, there would two be... Two games in, he'd already have at least one. Um, Joe Smith, I thought... This this is one of the few games where you looked at Josephus Smith and it's like, oh, the height is actually... There's a difference here. The ESPN guys were talking about his vertical one time. That was, he tried to... Um, he got through the line and he was going up to block a pass and he... It went, it went through his hands, I think. Like I think in, so. He went hands up and it went in between them. But yeah. they're like, man, he gets up. He does get up. I've seen him make that move a couple times. But he looked pretty good. Um, Benico Harley got loose a couple times for some pretty big gains. Uh, we just it wasn't. Food's good in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, yeah, that, that pretty much. Steel City. Steel City. I think that pretty. How's Heinz, fi- how's Heinz Field? It's nice. Very nice. What's, uh, what are the, I, I, I'll shout out the, the the ACC in Pittsburgh and Heinz Field. Like, they were on it from a COVID compliance, from a everything. All, all the things were done to the letter. So that was pretty cool. That's that, good. Yeah. Good for them. May, makes you feel safe. That's good. So we'll play it safe and wrap this up now that it's gone on for at least five minutes too long. And bring in Molly Howard of the Austin Track and Cross Country right after this. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. our student athletes in our shabby podcast studio with various merits to their credit in the realms of academia, athletics, service, and more. 
Molly Howard with her 4.0 GPA in nursing, hours of community service, standing on sack, not to mention her status as a long-distance extraordinaire for the Gus Cross Country and track teams, is exceptional even by those standards, and we're very happy to have her here today. Molly, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Let's talk leadership first, because I think when I talk to people about you, that's kind of the word that came up a lot, was a tremendous leader, a fantastic leader. What does that mean to you that people applaud you for the effort you make in in leadership um it means a ton i i think in high school just because like you know my family was very involved in the school i think i tried to make a name for myself like on my own and um as far as leadership goes i'm a big sister so i'm kind of bossy and um built-in leadership capacity yes for sure um and then i don't know i just think it's super important your nursing and being a Division One athlete, those are like it's tough to just do the nursing program here. To do it and continue to be a Division One athlete is really, really difficult. I know. How do you balance it all? Time management, um, for sure, is key with um, all that. As far as last year went, it was definitely difficult with COVID. Um, but I still have yet to have a clinical, so I haven't had to worry about clinicals yet. Um, Are you a little worried about that in these times? Yes, but I trust the program, so it'll it'll be okay. And my coaches work really, really well with us. Um, Laren is also in the nursing program, so we both, you know, can do things together. And I had an upperclassman on the team who also gave me a ton of advice. So just, you know, everyone, group effort has helped me get through. The concerns as it relates to COVID and your clinicals, is the concern that you just won't be able to do them and not get that experience or that you will be able to do them and something will happen? I would I would take the risk at this point. Um, since we missed last semesters, I've had two already canceled for this fall. They're technically still scheduled, but um, the hospitals that I would be going to are kind of iffy on who they're going to take and that's how it is throughout the entire program so if I don't get them this year they'll load me up next semester pretty much so I'm just hoping to get as many as I can. In high school you ran for your dad right? Mm -hmm. What was the experience of dad as coach like because it's everybody's that's had dad coach him or a parent coach him has been it's different. Yeah I personally loved it um he he was also my eighth grade science teacher so like I got a little bit there were days where you couldn't there. get away from him then. No, no. <laughs> we went to school with him every morning. Um, but I think probably the coolest year was my senior year because I, my two younger sisters, my senior year, were freshmen and sophomores. So we were all on the cross team together. We were all on the track team together. We were all in band together. So, like, it's it was very family-oriented, and he's a goofball. So, um, But did, a really, really good coach. Did you win the title with both of your sisters and your dad or just one of your sisters? Um, just one of them, yeah. How special was that to to have the championship be a big family affair? It was amazing. Um, not only was, you know, my direct family there, but the teammates that I was running with, like I think five of our top seven were all from, you know, the same teeny tiny church in a teeny tiny town. Like it was just um, an amazing experience that we'd been hoping for for a long time. Last night I saw your uh, grade point average printed somewhere is 4.62, and this morning when I emailed you that, you corrected me to say it was 
only, and I am putting that in the hardest air quotes possible, only a 4.56. How? How? My school did grades a little bit different, and so AP was 5.0, honors was 4.5, and then regular general classes were 4.0. So it was just the combination of, I took quite a few APs, so, yeah. When, when is the last time you made a B? Um, I had a B last semester. That was my first one ever, actually, it was last semester, so, yeah. But we're not getting any more, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, were a multi-sport athlete in mm -hmm. high school, right? What all did you compete in? Um, I did cross-country in the fall, then basketball in the winter, and then cross in the spring. Yeah. The the skills transferring from sport to sport, I know now it seems like it's so specialized, but did you feel like you were gaining skills that helped you transferably doing the different sports? Yeah, for sure. Um the only year that I didn't was my junior year. I ended up getting hurt during basketball, and that kind of carried into track, which stunk. But as far as, like, speed goes, basketball was there, you know, as far as speed went. And then, um, you know, it's just a nice break. I never really – I ran one or two indoor meets, um, like, while I was playing basketball. But, like, it was a nice break from, you know, running to running. And um, I would train through the winter as well, but it was a nice – mental break to you know kind of push people around a little bit get a little bit of aggression out so yeah i loved it i oh, love doing all three and you somehow also found time to be in the marching band which given everything else just seems impossible but go ahead tell me how you did that oh uh, um so i was in the band since the fifth grade and i played percussion so i did um i played snare sophomore to senior year and um we would have so I would go to school, and then we would have practice after school, and then we'd run to Subway down the street and come back, and we would practice 6 to 9 for band. So Wednesdays and Fridays were always loaded because of football games and stuff, but I absolutely loved band too. I, most of my friends were – or a lot of my friends were in the band, and yeah. So could you, like – could you have done, like, drumline type stuff? Yeah, I was in the drumline. No, mm -hmm. I mean, like, the, the – drumline like the TSU band does with the dancing and everything else. Um, we did some dancing, yeah. We uh, we had a little – my um, drumline instructor, he actually passed away this past winter, but he would, um, he would make his own – like our own – I don't, I don't know what they're called. Our own, our own little song that we would do, just the drum line. And so we, um, but he, we choreographed it all. And yeah, lots of stick flipping and running around and stuff like that. So it was really fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're on SAC, right? Mm -hmm. And what do you do in regards to our SAC? Um, I am co-chair of the programming committee. So. What are your goals for this year? Because I know you know to program something yeah it would be good yeah um as far as that goes i think the biggest thing is just to advocate the best we can for my team and then you know for other teams as well the accomplishments that you guys have had over the last couple of years how proud are you of what you've been able to accomplish in sac because you've done a lot yeah i've i'm really proud of that program in general and all of the staff, Ryan is so great with everybody. Maya's been doing a great job. Emily did a great job last year. And, like, um, we, 
I've heard of other schools SAC programs and they're nothing compared to ours like we really do like get involved to get the community involved and I really enjoy like the service aspect as well with all the things that you have going on in your life you have to be a detail-oriented person right Mm-hmm. How much does that help you not just keep everything organized, but also in your athletic pursuits? Um, it definitely helps. I write things down a lot. So every Sunday I try and write everything that I have for the week. Um, but, yeah, as far as athletics go, it's it's tough um, to write down goals and, you know, like that are manageable and things like that. But, you know, it's – I've tried, and I haven't done what I wanted to do yet here athletically, but hopefully I'll get there. So, What do you want to do? PR. <laughs> yeah. What's your PR right now? Um, 5K, 1904, and then 800, I went 215 in high school. I've gone 216 here, so I want to go under that, and then 514 in the mile. So. That all sounds terrifying to me who can't walk from the end of this room to the other without breaking <laughs> a sweat. You volunteer a lot, right? I try, yeah. Uh, nursing home? Is that something that I read? Um, yeah, my senior year I was in a nursing home for a couple hours every Sunday. Um, and then I was in, like, FCCLA, which is a service organization, and a couple other things that I would just do. So, What's the... What's the importance for you? Like, everybody volunteers for different reasons to, to, you know, meet some kind of hour threshold or something. But for you, what's it about? I just, I really like to help people. Like, I just really enjoy, like, being face-to-face with someone and, like, hands-on, you know, making their life better if I can, you know, type of thing. So, and even, you know, even in the nursing home, like, you're, you see how, like, how appreciate how appreciative the staff is and you know those kind of those populations you know don't get a lot of that especially in the older population so I don't know I really enjoyed doing that and then I like working with little kids too just because they're really fun to hang out with so Uh, we talked a little bit about it before you jumped on here but um do you do you feel like maybe that coaching is in your future just because it's in your blood and you've got the leadership capabilities and everything else um, yes, I could potentially see myself doing it. I've only really started thinking about it the past, like, maybe year. Um, just because I, I don't think I can match my dad anytime soon, at least. Um, but, yeah, for sure, definitely a consideration. Sarah Emily told me something that stuck with me about how after you finish a race, and I'd never noticed this before, you kind of hang at the finish line until everybody else gets through just to offer encouragement or somebody needs a little bit of help getting off the track just why do you do that um that was something that my high school program always did um like when I was a freshman like they were doing that already and I just I really took hold of that and I really like the idea of that and um just hearing like you know it's because my dad was a coach I heard like you know parents would send emails and be like you know my kid what it was going to quit today but you know a whole team cheered them in like that kind of thing so I think that just really stuck with me and I think it just it 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 looks good for your team like people because people notice things like that and that's I think what ultimately like defines the, the team character so and it and it ends up benefiting everybody Molly what is your favorite word 
blooper is a funny word. <laughs> I don't ever say it, but like I guess it's a funny word. <laughs> now, now you get to now you got to get it in the rotation a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. What is your least favorite word? There's one, but I'm not. I have a bleep button if I need to use it. Oh no, I'm not going to say a bad <laughs> word. Not going to. S- nope. I was already warned about that before I came in. Um. <laughs> yeah, apparently that didn't go over real well when Mickey did. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, least favorite word. I'm trying to. Th- I really don't like the word mint. Like M I N T. Like breath mint. Yeah. Like I don't. Something. I don't mind. I don't mind the like as a noun. I don't like. It's not it's not the mint itself that I don't like. It's just the word I you, don't like it. You just wish they had a different word for it. Yes. Yes. Who or what inspires you? As far as athletics go, I was able to go to the Olympic trials in 2008-2012 for track. My we my family road trip down there to watch and so just seeing like seeing that kind of community, I think definitely sparked my interest more even more in running than um than it ever had I, had I had been running by then but you know it was nothing compared to like you know watching world records and things like that so I definitely definitely those t- the Olympic trials was huge for me as far as inspiration and then um my family my family they're they're awesome so and the the community that I that I live into is just like really great and supportive and yeah what is the last book you read for fun last book i read for fun oh i read a book about the lusitania lusitania i don't remember some ship um, lusitania i know it might have been lusitania it was some ship from back in world war ii that went down and sunk but it wasn't as like it wasn't as big as the titanic so no one ever really heard about it it was either it was either a book about that or it was um this other one it was called that's the thing i don't ever remember the titles another one that i read though was about the tennessee adoption scandal like way back in like the 50s where the tennessee adoption scandal yeah this this adoption company would would steal kids from hospitals and poor people in Tennessee and then like sell them to rich people, which I had never even known was a thing. It's like, it's like historical fiction. It was based on a true story, but that was crazy to me, especially I, when I opened up the book, I didn't even know it was based in Tennessee. So like that was, yeah, that was a really interesting book. <laughs> what is your worst habit? I bite my nails and I'm really bad at putting my clothes away right after I take them out of the dryer. <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? What app on the f- my phone? Yeah. Um, probably, probably Instagram. Yeah. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Over the summer, I went whitewater rafting with my two sisters and then my best friend and her little sister and we we fell out in a class five so that was definitely really scary um it was really fun but it was super super scary you're like the fourth or fifth person that i've interviewed doing this who's mentioned whitewater rafting i'm never whitewater rafting it's fun you should do it what is your idea of happiness 
Um, being in a position where you are financially stable to the point where you can give give back to who gave to you in the first place and then also to have a support like a really solid support system that um is you know always there for you what is your idea of misery uh being hated by everybody being hated by being everybody. strongly dis being not liked i guess yeah what makes you self-conscious making like the idea of me making mistakes in general makes me self-conscious so like um like a like like little dumb stuff doesn't really make me self-conscious but um i guess like saying the wrong thing like being worried about saying the wrong thing like coming across a way that you don't want to come across do i need to read your accomplishments back over to you i don't think you're in much <laughs> danger of that thanks what is the most embarrassing song you love Embarrassing song I love. Rockstar by Nickelback. <laughs> you know, that's the first time Nickelback's been mentioned, and I really thought it would come up a lot earlier than this. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't listen to... They're not that... I don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're as bad as their reputation has been giving them. Yeah. How would you prefer to die? How would I prefer to die? Um... I would definitely prefer to be able to say bye first. Like, I think some people would want to die, you know, doing something crazy, like, you know, jumping out of a plane. Like, obviously not on purpose, but like, you know, jumping out of a plane or like doing something big like that. If, if I had, if I knew that I was going to go out that way and I didn't have a choice, then and I could say goodbye, then I would absolutely go all out and do something crazy. But, um, yeah, definitely definitely with family nearby. So, If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Oh, I've thought about this before. Um, when I was little, I really wanted to be a deer, but then I realized I got hit by cars too much, so I took that back. Probably... Mm, Probably like, like a squirrel that lives like really close to people. So I would just be fed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what might prompt you to lie? To um, preserve someone's feelings. So to yeah, to protect somebody's feelings. What makes you hopeful? What makes me hopeful? Um. The kind of people that my friends are and just like knowing that, well, I, honestly, this whole past COVID thing has made me hopeful that, you know, some of the stuff that's going on is going to turn around and end up, you know, coming out better than, better than it was. Yeah, I just, I'm hoping something, I know good things will come out of this at some point so I'm hopeful for that what is our purpose in life to serve God and to help and love people the best you can regardless of who it is what is one question you'd ask the next guest 
Oh, tell me your favorite joke. What's your favorite joke? <laughs> um, I have lots of favorite jokes, but the one that I always use is um, what's blue and not very heavy? Light blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good dad joke. Yeah, those are my favorites. Last week, Mike and Isley asked, what is your favorite movie? Um, My favorite movie... Emperor's New Groove. Really? I love that movie. Yeah. It's, I know it's a kid's movie, but I've always loved that movie. So. Uh, I just, I've never heard anybody else say it. My brother was addicted to that movie like heroin for like two years of his life. Watched it constantly. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> so what is, what are kind of the hopes and dreams for you for the next, for the rest of the time you're with us and then after? Um, Right now... The plan, I don't know exactly what's going to happen after here. Um, obviously, I will be a nurse. So, um, but I don't know if I'm going to take my eligibility, because I basically have a whole year of eligibility left. I don't know if I'm going to go for master's or not yet, but ultimately, I want to be able to get a good job, be able to support myself, um, like on my own and um just start just keep working towards what's the big goals a family and being able to like like I said before like being in a being in a position financially where I can not even financially just being in a position where I can you know start to I was very fortunate in my life with you know who I had and what I had. And so just to be able to really give back, I think is my ultimate goal. Well, if everything else in your life is any indication, you put your mind to it, you're going to wind up achieving it. Thank you. Molly, thank you for coming today. I really have a lot of fun. Thanks. Exit the warrior today's Tom Sawyer. He gets high on you and the energy trade. He gets right on to the friction on the Thanks, Molly Howard, for coming in, spending a few minutes with us this week as we turn our attention to the future. Back-to-back weeks with an event. You know, time was September, whatever this is, 17th. Uh, back-to-back weeks with an event would not be newsmaking. It, the news would be if we didn't have an event on back-to-back days. That'd be weird. That would be weird. But now we are on to Cincinnati for football. I believe Bill Belichick said that once we're... We, I think we missed that opportunity post game to tweet we're on to Cincinnati with the Bill Belichick video. Oh, I mean, I tweeted that we were on to Cincinnati. I guess. D- didn't seem like a celebratory time deserving of video. I don't think he was very celebratory when he said it. You know what I mean. We're, we're not. <laughs> Once you're on the wrong end of a 55 nothing score, maybe it's not the time to poke fun at yourselves. Fair enough. Uh, so the Bearcats. What were you telling me about their secondary? Like two Jim Thorpe nominees and 
Nagurski. And two Nagurskis and two one Nagurskis and one Thorpe at corner. Yeah, the, both their safeties are on the Nagurski. Their number one corner is on the Thorpe. Um, don't like that. I don't like that. Probably not throwing the ball at those guys. Probably going to have to. Get, this will definitely be one where you got to establish the run. Try our hand at the run game. And look. Probably look to see C.J. Evans get outside a little bit more than he did. If you're going to throw the ball, I think you got to run that little you know, that little West Coast short passes, get some screens, hit some screens, maybe get those guys coming up because you're not going to – I don't think you're going to go over the top of them. The old Jay Parker snap and pop play. Yeah. This, two of the best safeties in the country, you're going to have to find a way it to – It's not going to be a week for taking the top off, I don't right, think. Right, right. It's going to be tough. Be very, very tough. It's gonna be tough. They got a good punter too. He's on the Ray Guy list. That made the notes, so I thought I'd throw it in there. Oakland Raider legend. Oakland Raider legend. Ray Guy. Yes, of course. Raiders open up a new stadium this weekend, don't they? Uh, Monday night. Monday I night. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Woohoo! They might win again. <laughs> That's my team. They might win again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're excited to go to uh, Cincinnati for just a variety of reasons. Is one of them to uh, try Skyline or to force me to try Skyline? Oh, I will. I, I've had the Skyline. I I know exactly what I want. I'm very excited to have it. Uh, I'm upset that you talk so much trash about Skyline yet you've never tried it. I don't make it a habit of eating boiled diarrhea. Personally. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. We'll see if you're saying that after you try it, because I don't think you will be. You don't think I'll be. Braves isn't enough to actually put that in my mouth and swallow. Or you <laughs> you're don't going think... to try it. You're going to try it. You've already said you would. Um, I lie all the time. Why gonna would be, this you're going to try it. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I, I, I am going to try it. You're going to love I it. Imagine it. I imagine it's covered in enough cheese to be tolerable. You're going to love I it. I do not envision myself loving it. You're going to love it. No, I'm not. Then we can get some Grater's ice cream afterwards to... To wash down the stench? No, no, just to top off the perfect day. The, the idea of tossing a dairy product in on top of this. I get the sor- I get the sorbet. I like the sorbet. I just don't feel good about tossing dairy in on top of whatever this is going to be. Lemon and raspberry sorbet and a waffle cone to go to. You have no good opinions about anything, do you? No, it makes it like a raspberry lemonade. It's delightful. Speaking of very dumb ideas, we come now to Rob Manfred's very latest. Rob Manfred. You could have just stopped. That's any idea Rob Manfred had. Rob Manfred, who makes Roger Goodell look well-adjusted and in tune with his his sport-consuming public, has decided that we should keep this 16-team playoff thing in perpetuity in baseball. I think the thing I like most about the baseball playoffs is you don't have bad teams in it. I think that's the thing I like best is that even when you get the odd Cardinals win the World Series at 83 and 79, you kind of like, okay, maybe the Central wasn't great or maybe the Central was fantastic and it spent the whole year eating itself alive and the Cardinals rose to the top in spite of the odds. They still had to beat two incredible teams to even get Four times. Yeah. I just... This is just... I like that the baseball playoffs are hard to get into. I like that they're hard to get into. I like that... I mean, I even like... I, people were upset when we added a fifth team to wild card. I, I love Which that. is a good... No, I like the one-game wild card. I wish it was a three-game series for the wild card. Well, the yeah. one game's fine. It's fine. I just don't like hinging a baseball season entirely on one game. But that's not the point. The point of 16 teams is way too many. 
16 teams is entirely too many. There's it's, only 14 teams not in the playoffs. It's like the NBA. It's a joke. Well, even then, though, like the NBA, it's it's nearly impossible to have one of these eight seeds just crush. Because you can't, you can't do it that way. You can't just have somebody get hot and crush another team in basketball. But you can get a run of, you know, you got to have, you basically have to have three starters. This Marlins team's kind of dangerous if they sneak in as an eight. I'm petrified of this Marlins team, which I do not like. Especially after watching Alcantara last night. Sixto Sanchez is terrifying. Yeah, it's not. And it's like the Reds, too. Like, the Reds shouldn't be in the situation. always go back to the Well, you have the Reds on the script, but they're not in the position they should be in. But if they sneak in as an eight seed, nobody wants to see Bauer, Castillo, and Gray in a three-game series. No, I'll take that. I'll take that. You'll take that against the Braves? Yeah. Who are you guys going to roll out there? You're (laughs) Cole Cole Hamels? Possibly me at this point. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, Cole Hamels gets his first start tonight. How excited are you? I'm not at all. I'm I'm more excited about him than I was about Tommy Malone, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's fair. I remember the Red Star, Scott Feldman on opening day. That's probably how you felt about Tommy Malone. Um, The Braves opening day starter for like five years running was Julio Tehran, who was definitely an overqualified three. But Scott Feldman gave a playoff homer to Cesar Hernandez to start the season. Well, you reap what you sow. We deserved it for starting Scott Feldman. Yep. I just base everything. I keep going back to this. Everything baseball does and has done under Manfred has been. What if baseball only slightly worse? Yeah, and it's yeah. no he, fun. It's not getting better. the The sport is not evolving. He is not. He is. Cash- well, we played a game in London. At baseball, Brett probably cared. I didn't love it because wasn't the wasn't the combined score for those games like thirty eight runs? Yeah, everything just left the arc. Yeah, it was way too small. Yeah, good time. Center, center field was like the shortest in baseball by like thirty feet. Yeah, we should we should get more of that. Yeah, that's great. Good times. Uh, Casey can't watch the Reds anymore. No, I didn't watch the Reds on Sunday, and they won. So I didn't watch their next two games, a doubleheader against Pittsburgh, and they won both of those, and they won again on Tuesday. So uh, four in a row—that's the longest winning streak the Reds have seen, and quite some time so i will not be watching a game again for a while until they prove me wrong i guess i'll take it if the reds are gonna win and i can't watch i'll take it how long do you think you can hold out on this if they keep winning forever forever if you're telling me the reds just start dominating winning world series the the reds go 162 and oh next year yeah and at no point are you like "Ah, it's not me if if they're winning if they're winning it's because i'm not watching then i'll take 162 and not watch an inning What's even the point of being a fan at that point? I follow along on Twitter. It's not the same. It, I don't care. If they're going to keep winning, I'm going to not watch. I will not tune into those games on TV. <laughs> Everybody has their own thing, I guess. Your thing could be community service. And if it is, you should get in touch with Haley Meyer for all your community service opportunities. See her for that and whatever you can do, you should do. Hey, you know what else you could do? What's that? You could uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. You could follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. Shout out to our friends Eric and Robin uh, and for all of the digital media content that they're creating. Let's Go P.com for the dates and the, stew, the stews. Uh, yeah, I'll get, you a, I'll get you a nice beef stew recipe. Nice dates, Brunswick stew. Dates, news, and stories. 
at letscopee.com, where Casey, Cody Bush, and myself reside all day, every day, working hard to keep you informed. Hey, you heard the Big Ten's coming back? I did hear that. College athletics been, is starting to move. Uh, been been move. a bit of a kerfluffle. Yeah, they're starting to move towards some events, and with those events, we sure love to have some people around. How are you going to get around? You're going to need a ticket. How are you going to get a ticket? You're going to get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, John Boy Walton. They have all the information you can use to get in the game. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event. We shout out, get updates on my Skyline Chili experience. Tweet us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. You can't get rid of us that easily. So yesterday, uh, about the time we walked out of the Dunn Center to end our day, uh, we found out that the NCAA had made some rulings. Uh, top some of important line. ones. Yeah, some very important ones. Top of the line being uh, basketball season officially can tip off November 25th. No exhibition games. One in-season tournament. Max of, and let me make sure I'm getting this correctly, 27 games? Men, men's basketball can schedule 24 regular season games and participate in one multiple team event that includes up to three games, 25 regular season games and one multiple team event up to two games, or 25 regular season games if a team does not participate in a multi-team event. So 27 is sounding like the max of the max of the max. Then the OVC tournament and the NCAA tournament, hopefully. Yeah, and then, I mean, I don't even know what's beyond the NCAA tournament. Maybe they'll just let us in the NBA after that. We could have beat the Clippers this week. I think so, yes. I think Terry Taylor would have just cooked on Paul George. I mean, not that difficult to do, really. Also decided yesterday by the NCAA, uh, recruiting dead period extended to January one. And football officially, I believe, reducing the FCS playoffs from a 2014 field to a 16-team field. I think it's going to be a tight 16-team field, too, with you're going to have a bunch of conferences that don't usually participate in the FCS playoffs, and they're going to – They're going to win in. With and no bowl gonna, games, the – who is it? The um, the MEAC. The MEAC, the SWAC. Probably not the Ivy. I don't know what the Ivies are going to want to do. But you're going to have the MEAC and the SWAC winning back – in and they're going to want an auto bid. They're going to want back in. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tight tight race for that. You're going to want to take March care of it. is going to be very slim at the conference Pre- level. Pretty pretty good plan here. Win the conference. That sounds like an amazing plan. Yeah. But uh, as more details trickle out about that, we will have more details for you at a later date. Bye. Bye. I've been on a long road. With the devil right beside me Rising with the morning sun It's the hunger that drives me Oh Lord, set my soul, take my pain